0: This episode is sponsored by How to Talk to Your Kids About Alcohol. This is the most important course I have ever offered. The conversation about alcohol can be deep and difficult, and it can be a hard one to have with your kids. But this course transforms how you talk to your kids, your parenting, your journey, and it can help you create a relationship with your kids that's built on trust and respect and authenticity. In just a few hours, you'll learn how to talk to your kids about alcohol and, most importantly, how to keep them talking. How to Talk to Your Kids About Alcohol teaches you the biggest mistakes to avoid when it comes to your children and drinking how to create relationships that are based on mutual trust mutual respect and openness and what i wish i would have known as a kid before my first drink and so much more please don't wait go to talk to your kids about alcohol.com to learn more and enroll Hi, this is annie grace and welcome to this naked mind podcast i'm here with kyle hi kyle how are you
1: doing well annie uh great to be here excited to share the story and get to meet you as well. So
0: Ah, so good to meet you too. It's so awesome. So why don't you sort of take us back to to the beginning uh, in your relationship with alcohol, like where did it all start for you?
1: Yeah, so grew up in, uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee now, but I grew up uh, in a small farm town in Wisconsin. So as the cliches go, you know, every, everybody drinks in Wisconsin. Um, There's literally when you're a kid, like, you see it everywhere, you know, parents, uh, your, you know, aunts, uncles, everybody, every adult in your life drinks, every teenager in your life drinks. So I think by the time you get to like middle school, you're like, okay, this is just, I'm just growing up, you know, this is what you do. Um, You're rarely, you seriously rarely ever meet anybody that doesn't. And, um, you know, it's a big, people still joke about it, like I grew up with, like, it's still just like a big kind of, you know, pride, you know, of Wisconsin that like it's the biggest drinking state or whatever. Yes, there's not a lot to do, but I know now that there's a lot more <laughs> more to life. But so I think, you know, pretty average um, story growing up. Like, you know, definitely started drinking around, you know, 15, 16. Um, it wasn't uncommon to have a beer or two with my parents here or there. Like that was kind of their way of um, you know, responsibly. Having me you know be exposed to alcohol like you're not gonna go to college and then like have all these crazy experiences like you'll at least know what it's gonna do to you and all that. and they were definitely never, you know like excessive drinkers they were I never remember anything like being totally irresponsible or anything like that. so it was it was a it was a very solid upbringing in my immediate family. my extended family, my specifically like on my mom's side, she has lots of brothers and sisters, um, just a lot of dysfunction, unfortunately. When I was a kid, it was it was a, a ton of fun. I have like 21 cousins on that side. So tons of fun, like family gatherings and everything. Obviously like all the adults always drinking. As I got older, I realized, okay, like uh, some of these, you know, aunts and uncles are, are on some hard drugs, are, are missing for a while. You know, their kids aren't being taken care of. You know, my aunt w- had an issue with cocaine where you know, for years she was kind of not not there for her daughters, and um, it was a lot of heartbreak in the family. I remember a time where you know she came to our house uh, when I was I don't know in elementary school, and you know, I had no idea what was going on, but she was high and like coming off of the street and all this stuff. And then my uncle, her her brother, not like marriage or anything. Uh, He actually died 10 years ago of a heroin overdose. So there's like lots of addiction. In fact, just a few weeks ago, uh, like Christmas Eve, my aunt died of a, she, well, she, she battled pain, um, pain medication addiction for better part of two decades. So I kind of knew growing up that like, okay, I was pretty straight and narrow. Like, you don't, you don't touch, the hard stuff you know but everybody drinks drinking is fine but as long as you kind of stay away from you know cocaine and heroin and like you know stay focused on school and all that like everything will be okay and for the most part that was true you know it was a pretty like i said kind of average upbringing like i really enjoyed my childhood close with my brother uh, you know went to just kind of like a small small town school had some really great friends Like I said, started drinking at parties in high school and everything. That all was very normal. Uh, Decided to move to the Nashville area for college. And again, like kept drinking, kept partying with people, Um, you know, went to school for music business. So lots of concerts and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it just it, it was all I never questioned anything like there were certain certainly a lot of times where I went overboard, but so was all, you know, everybody that I was with. Uh, so it, it's just maybe in the back of my head, I kind of knew like, you know, I should, I should not be going as hard, you know, but it just there's never, certainly never questioning anything. And then I had a kind of like my first like long-term relationship in college and my senior year that kind of ended a little rough. We went our separate ways and that kind of be my first exposure to that like you know thought we were going to be together that type of thing um definitely like relied on alcohol to get through that like for sure like drank alone like lived with my parents at the time like you know just drinking their booze staying up late and then i eventually like moved back out and with friends to finish school and everything and you know just a lot of drinking on work nights just kind of we did, we did our normal partying on the weekend and like over time, like things got better, met different people, all that. But that was like the first time where I definitely was like, okay, I use that as, you know, we learned about the science behind it. Like I I definitely used it as something to cope with. Like, I don't know what else to do. This sucks. I'm just going to drink. And I don't know what else to do. Like kind of those using the tools we have at the time. Right. You know, that's all I knew what to do. Like I had no idea how else to cope with it. Um, and, you know, if I wanted like vent to family or my friends about it, it was like, they were going to drink with me too. Like, I mean, you know, they, they understood that I was like drinking more around that point, uh, but then, you know, over time kind of get over it for lack of a better way to put it. And then live with my friends, um, you know, got into the workforce, worked some kind of tough jobs, um, really stressed out. Uh, So just, I don't wanna say I was drinking like every night, but there were most nights, like at least a glass or something uh, to just take the edge off coming home. Um, And this was like before marriage or anything, it was just like living with my buddies. Uh, They kind of worked some odd schedule. So it wasn't, it wasn't, um, Uncommon for them to just like have a weekend on like a Wednesday, you know, so, so they'd be like partying at our little apartment or whatever. so that was all again I, I felt like it was normal, I think I was kind of recovering a bit from that relationship. Um, not drinking alone as much and figuring out my way like in my career path and then. I eventually. Uh, met my now wife, we actually met online um, we've been married for over seven years now have two kids. Um, so it actually worked out well. But <laughs> um when I remember our first day and we one of the things we kind of had in common were that we like to drink with our parents. Like we kind of thought it was funny, like, oh, like what do you do on the weekend? Well, or, if I don't have anything to do, or or just because we like to see our parents, you know, we like to go and have a few beers and like meet them at a brewery or whatever. And like we kind of got a chuckle out of that, and like um that naturally as we kept dating, like hung out with each other's families drank with them you know and then all the new relationship stuff where like going out to eat all the time like kind of just living not very healthy but like you know enjoying life um and and just drinking a lot together it was it was just so normal like if we weren't like going out to bars and like spending a bunch of money and like doing shots and all this stuff but we were definitely like oh let's go to so-and-so's house and like grab a bottle of you know jack and coke is like her family's drink of choice so it's like oh let's get some jack and, and we'll stay up until midnight having like eight you know nine cocktails or whatever and that was just like so normal on the weekends and you know we would do that with her family and friends and, and whoever um and you know we were kind of i think known as like the the fun couple between our families bouncing you know hanging out with both sides uh, definitely Always prioritizing family and, and really tight with both sides, um, which is great. And my parents actually live in this area now as well, so we all kind of are in this this area. Um, but so that that was all kind of normal. I obviously, wasn't like feeling great. Ended up gaining some weight, and we were just both kind of out of shape. And um, I had a I never really questioned drinking though. You know, it was like still just. Kind of doing my thing, like yeah, I need to like work out more. I need to like we need to go out to eat less, but like never really thought about drinking less. I did end up like go to the doctor, and um, when I was like really overweight, I was um, probably at least 50 more pounds than I am now. And um, you know, kind of he he said me straight, like you know you you're gonna be on like all this blood pressure medication, and you know be diabetic in a few years. Like you like really need to get a hold of this never once did he say stop drinking just like you need to like diet and like you need to move around more never once did he talk about drinking and i was like okay so naturally i didn't ever question drinking i maybe slowed down a little bit for like calorie sake like maybe have a vodka instead of 10 beers or something you know but like i mean i started working out again and i actually i did lose about like half of the weight i felt really good for a while with you know still not so great on the weekends because we were we were still uh, indulging in all that. And so life life was pretty good there for a few years, you know, career was going okay. And then and then we we had our first daughter in 2018. And again, like what we're both doing pretty well in our careers, like really excited to be parents and everything. Um, but with that, you know, there's the added stress of 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 just parenthood and and getting used to like not having as as much time anymore and um you know not being like trying to sound selfish but like it, it was just tough you know for a while to you know not you know I played drums uh not like super often at this point but like you know not doing that as much you got a baby in the house you're not like going out and hanging out with friends and then uh, really, on top of that, though, my daughter had seizures uh, for about a six-month period when she was little, and that was just e- extremely scary, you know, and, you know, I remember seeing, we saw, like, the second one happen, and, like, it was just unbelievable, and um, just that hard to describe that feeling of, like, you know, can't uh, protect, um, but just the the emotions of like helplessness, um, seeing mm-hmm. that with your with your child and and then also getting used to parenthood. Basically, you know, we we kept we kept on drinking with family and everything. I definitely had, I think this is what I kind of remember like noticing having more, I call them like spells, if you will, but it's like I just went overboard, you know. Um we would be at uh, somebody's house or like maybe it was a holiday or whatever and just like felt like i could let loose you know like here's here's a drinking event if you will and you know i've been i've been a professional wisconsin drinker my whole life you know like my tolerance is so high like this isn't going to affect me but i would just there's these instances it wasn't like every weekend but maybe every couple months where i just went way too way too hard maybe like snuck some drinks and like ended up just you know basically blacking out and you know, like a, a sleep on the couch or something like at a family event. And it's just like, what's going on? Like, you know, and, and that happened several times. And at, at, at first it was like kind of laughed off. Cause like, nobody else wants to question their drinking either. You know, it's not like people were not drinking with me. <laughs> um, so it was kind of laughed off at first, but then you, you kind of add the seriousness of it. Like, okay, well, this is real now. Like we have, we have a daughter, like, I'm a dad, like, I got, I can't just do this. Like, what, what's wrong with me? So that's, like, when the real, like, shame and, like, self-loathing really started to set in, um, you know, around 2019 or so, having a few of those episodes, uh, if you will, and then, you know, obviously, my wife was always really disappointed in me. It's just, like, that, you know, that's her natural response, but that would just really, like, I would wake up feeling terrible. You know, we'd have a tough, to, tough talk, and then like j- there would just be like another load of of shame and like I just self hatred. You know, like how can I do this? I'm disappointed in my wife. You know, like we we have a less than one year old. I'm doing this stuff like, and then you know honestly after a few days weeks like things would kind of go back to normal. We would both keep drinking, and then that would just happen again. You know, it's like enough time would pass, and then okay, like Kyle was doing good, but then he went overboard again. And it you know it was just getting old. and uh, I didn't really know what to do. i even during that point, it, it, it sounds crazy, but like i I wasn't really considering totally quitting. you know we we tried to moderate for a while where we thought the solution was, you know, after those things would settle down, after those difficult conversations, like, okay, well, let's just. Let's you know we kind of overindulge in like whiskey or something on the weekends. Like let's all, let's cut out the hard liquor, you know, because that's the that's the real stuff. Like let's only have a couple beers or something or a couple glasses of wine, and you know, starting to count the drinks, all of that stuff um, that we know is very difficult <laughs> to actually execute, um, and takes a lot of mental capacity. But so you know, we tried that on and off. It would work for a few weeks at a time. Maybe you get a little bit of momentum, feel. Better about yourself, like okay, we went to this event, you know, you had to talk about it like the whole time, like oh, we only had two drinks, like that. Talk about the mental capacity it takes to keep up something like that, and then eventually, you know, alcohol creates the need for itself. Like you, you have one of those nights where you only have two, but maybe it's a little bit stronger. Maybe it's like an eight percent IPA, and you know, like, and then he's like, okay, before you knew it, I went in there uh, to this event or house party, whatever, um, thinking we were only going to have two, turned into like six, blacked out again. How did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like kept going on and on and on. Like, meanwhile, you know, I, th- I think to the outside world, I had it pretty together, except, you know, maybe, maybe certain family members see like a, a, an episode here and there, but like doing pretty well at work. We're a happy family. All the, you know, Facebook pictures are perfect. All that, all that stuff. But I just knew this just was not good, and I I didn't know how to snap out of it. Um, and eventually, so this is o- October twenty twenty. Um, you know, we I had another one of those moments, and you know, I think this time around, my wife was she was upset at first, and then more so like, okay, look, like let's just try. It was her idea, like let's just try to stop. I mean, she was drinking along with me. She was never going that overboard. She had more more control. But you know, the, all those you know nights with Jack and Coke, like we were going drink for drink. It's not like I was the only one, but I definitely was out of control in those instances. So there was some desire on her part too to be healthier at least. Uh, so she's like, okay, well, why don't we try to to stop? Like, and I mean, that that was just so staggering to hear. You know, like. I wasn't reading your book at the time. I didn't know what resources were out there. I it was not for long cuz I I read it pretty quick, but for those few days it was like total white knuckling. Like, "Oh, okay, yes. I I agree. Like I'm going to quit like cuz I mean, I was scared for our marriage. I didn't want to see I I didn't want my daughter to see me like that anymore, you know, especially she was she was 2 when we quit, but luckily, you know, I she didn't see me like just pass out on these couches and hopefully she will, I don't think she will remember it much. Um, but you know, that was weighing on me and I was like, I knew, okay, yes, I agree. Like we, we should stop and, um, we should figure this out and, and see what resources I had seen a therapist before. So I kind of signed back up, uh, with that and that that was going well. But one of, one of the first things I think maybe even that night where we kind of made this declaration my wife, uh, was, she was looking at books and she, she actually found quit like a woman. So she got, she got that book and read it right away. I didn't order anything. I was just kind of like, all right, I'm busy with work this week. Let me figure out like, no, I'm not going to like drink this week, but like figure out my own plan. You know, I I think as a, as a guy, like your first instance is like, Oh, quit like a woman is, is my book. You know, I knew, I knew there was something out there for me, but. So I was kind of searching and and she she was starting to read that. And like, you know, every chapter she was like turning to me like, oh, my gosh, like this is just like pissing me off about alcohol, like screw this stuff. And um, and so then I was looking for my own book and I found The snake in mind and um, read more about it and the approach and everything. And so I ordered it like that week and read it, I think, by the end of that week. I mean, it was all she was reading one. I was reading the other. Um, we were bouncing ideas off of each other. And just became you know obviously it was challenging for a long time but we became very convicted in that moment and we even like I think that week like sent texts out to family members like hey guys because I mean every time we would get together we would drink like every time so it's that you can't just like show up to somebody's house over the weekend and not drink you're just going to get the barrage of questions so we kind of like made an announcement right away like look, we're getting armed with this knowledge, we're determined to be better, like, um, we're going to, like, tell people, tell family members that we're not drinking at this point, Um, or at least taking a break, I don't, I don't know exactly how we worded it, but, you know, I'm sure, naturally, most of them were like, okay, yeah, like, good, good for you guys, like, we're, we're supportive, but, you know, I can't imagine, I think, like, the text back were supportive, but I can't imagine what they're actually thinking this isn't like real, right? Like you guys aren't like like Kyle and Allie, like you guys aren't going to stop drinking. Like, you know, but yeah, I mean, I got through the book and what what resonates with me is just like fact. I'm such a black and white person. Like once you know the facts and like, I've had my own fears about like my heart health and and different things over the years. Um, And once you just kind of know what it's doing to you, if, if nothing else, just from the physical aspect, like, that just, it's always in my head, and you know, that kind of a, a sidebar to that, like, in a shout out to another, another program, the Huberman Lab, um, right. is his recent episode on alcohol, like, just kind of refreshed a, another kind of, a, um, you know, confirming the science, if you will, like, here's somebody who's not really in in the community that we are in, if you will, but like, it's like, hey, if you just look at the facts, like this is what it's gonna do to you. And it's pretty awful. You shouldn't do that to your body. You know, like that's how I think. And so that's really helped me. And um, obviously you gotta, you know, get get through the social aspects. I think one, one thing that helped me was like, uh, through the book and your podcast, like thinking about, you gotta get through the first. You know, like, I got to get through my first Christmas, my first party with friends or, you know, birthday parties, whatever it is. Um, and like, it can take like that full year at least or whenever you get to that first of that event and okay. going into those with a positive attitude each time and, and making, actually making it through and just building all of this form of momentum. You know, and and right when we quit, we we started exercising a lot, you know that that helped. And then um, I also started meditating a couple of weeks after. So I was seeing a seeing a therapist a little bit. I was reading a book. I was meditating, like trying to like pile up all this stuff to work together, you know, the the toolkit, if you will. And I found uh, shout out to Jeff Warren, love uh, that meditation teacher, and I found that he is connected to um, Sorry, spacing out on the guy that the meditation for fidgety skeptics. He's oh, Dan, Dan Harris. Dan Harris has been on. Yeah. yeah. So it's been cool to like listen to Dan on your podcast and like tie all that together with like my kind of new newly found interest at the time of meditation. And that really just helped put thing in doing that daily helped things kind of be put into perspective and like slowly get through each situation and like kind of ignore the noise. But yeah so we've been sober for over two years now. Um, both of us, we've kind of done our own paths and kept each other in the loop of what's working. You know, every week I listen to your podcast i th- I think I've listened to all of it now because I've gone back, you know all of Scott's coaching questions. I've listened to every every second of it. so that that has helped like, you know, I'll be like out mowing the yard or something and like li- listening to these very stories and like thinking about like, okay just try to keep it top of mind and like getting people's perspectives. Um, this is all, it's all just been incredibly helpful. So honestly, I think I got, I got a little more like post stories and everything too, but um, that's the-, the- Yeah, let's,
0: let's get into that um, before we do. That's, gosh, it's it's just so cool. I remember like some of the things that you were talking about, like the the early parenthood mm-hmm. was just- it really did accelerate things for me too. And I think as a mom, because I would not drink for nine months and I was like compounding it with being deprived that I had like had to miss out on all the drinking. So I was like doubling down. And then I just remember we would, we had like this back porch and when we finally got him sleeping, as soon as he was asleep, we just go out onto the back porch with the baby monitor and like bottles of wine and just sit there and get super drunk. And, and it is so interesting because especially when you're talking about like health issues with your kids, I just had moments where I was like, we couldn't take them to the hospital right now. Like it would be a problem. Like we wouldn't be able to get in the car and, um, you know, there's always ambulances and stuff, but I was just, yeah, that like little worm in my mind of, huh. So anyway, I just really related to that. Um, the Dan Harris thing is interesting because I he he had me on his podcast as well, and like there is nothing like being interviewed by an investigative reporter who's like one of the best in the world who's been in Iraq about a method he knows nothing about, and he is like skeptic with a capital skeptic, and I, I, that whole I think the the episode turned out fine, but that whole time I was like, this is he he doesn't believe me I'm making no sense this is he's just sitting there like I was just like oh my god this is terrible but anyway just when you say his name that's what I remember is that very very yeah. podcast being grilled but anyways yeah. good stuff so yeah. yeah so what happened after
1: um well first of all I, I totally relate with like the kids and bedtime and stuff like I mean I I, I think I've heard you talk about it too but like you just feel so bad now that like you're you're living in the the real world, like in actually experiencing these emotions and like your kids growing up. Uh, we have another daughter now um, as well. Um, but I remember those times where I was like just cruising through books, you know, like, can I pick the shortest book and like, please go to sleep. Like, you know, we already like had our first cocktail. I want to go back to like, it's just in the moment, like you, you think it's just totally normal. Um, but looking back, like, man, like I I'm not I don't beat myself up anymore, but I, I definitely have those regrets of like, man, could I have just these kids grow up so fast, like taking more time with my first daughter. Um and I'm glad that our second, like I have that clarity um and not making that kind of same misjudgment again. But I definitely remember those moments, like, all right, we gotta cruise through bedtime, like. Come on, let's go. Like, like the, it's like their fault or something. <laughs> like, yeah. you're you're eating into my time. How did you do this? Like, when we created you, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's see. Um, so after, um, you know, thinking about like how family interactions and social interactions have been, um, I think. I think everybody is like really supportive, like especially close friends and everything, but I don't know if anybody like truly gets it, um, you know, they're even, even my close family, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm not in their heads, but it's probably like, okay, you know what, Kyle had a bit of an issue there. Like, we're really proud of him that he recognized that and made a change. And it's great to have like that support. Um, and I'm not like. You know, crying out for for them to to change, but like you know, hey, if they listen to this at some point, I do want people close to me to know that you know if I'm used as an example, then you know i'm I'm fine with that, but i I would encourage you to look at your own life not not to like breed shame or anything like that. Um, you know we we are all tricked into this, honestly, but Literally, if nothing else, go to my kind of my black and white mindset. Like this causes cancer. Like this is a poison. And I care about you guys. You know, so like just even if you think, you know, a few glasses a week or, you know, the myths of like the wine helping your heart and all, you know, all this stuff. Um, like please consider that, you know, there's it's, it's actually not what you think it is. And I'm not just doing this because I had a problem. I'm doing this because like, I want to live a real life. And sometimes I feel like we are kind of on an island, you know, you know, you still go to the family gatherings. There's still that same bottle of Jack sitting in the corner where everybody else, but, but Allie and I are (laughs) are pouring it. And, you know, there, there was some good, some good feedback at first and everything, but you never really, you don't hear about it too much anymore. Like, Oh, you guys are doing so great you're sticking with it it's just like oh they're still not drinking like i mean i can only imagine what they're doing but i would just encourage encourage them to um, just for themselves not not for me uh, to think about that Um, but yeah i'm trying to think i mean just overall like how other things have improved Um, at the time you know i was always doing pretty good with work always known for like a strong work ethic I work in operations and logistics supply chain and you know always felt like I had respect uh, from bosses and everything and good feedback all the time but you know looking back at those times where like those spells were happening if you whatever you know uh, if things were kind of going downhill and my daughter's young like I just remember waking up and going to work on Mondays like so incredibly tired and like just spacey and like who knows maybe like some point in the afternoon on that Monday I'd like have some clear thoughts and like start being productive and like I could kind of mask my way through it like get pushed through some meetings you know make it seem like I'm just like ready to go like kind of put on a show but in reality like physically and mentally just like totally worn out and not feeling good at all and just Monday after Monday after Monday like for years <laughs> like it's just crazy how like oh this is just part of your life you know and by the time Friday rolls around it's like literally going to the liquor store and then you know doing the same old thing where on Monday I'm like man I need to like someday you know maybe when I'm older or something I'm gonna slow down and feel better uh when I go to work but now it's just like it's just crazy I, I feel like I'm superhuman sometimes you know like I don't even mind like looking at some emails on the weekend like it just doesn't bother me where you hear about like the sunday scaries like anxiety all of this stuff Um, and i mean that's all real like everybody has stress with their job but man is it incredibly compounded with alcohol and like you're you're telling yourself a lie if you think it's not like i know i was i was the person who would try to convince my wife hey let's go to a brewery on a sunday afternoon because in the back of my head i was pretty anxious about the work week but that was only in the in the moment, it was fun, you know, for twenty minutes or whatever it was fun. and then, you know, just not having that clear head going into the week. it's just such a huge difference now. And you know i I currently have a role that like there's just there's no possible way i but probably been able even to get through the interview if I was still drinking like i just I cannot believe I would be where I'm at right now um. And so that's obviously cool, and like I feel like every day I'm just challenging myself more with work and in life, and you know we had a we had a really good streak at first of like working out and being really fit if it, it, it fell off a little bit with the second kid, and you know, like maybe having too much coffee or too much sugar here and there, you know, trying to balance that stuff out, we're kind of getting back into the groove, but it's just crazy like how when you're not putting so much against your body and your mind, how you can kind of bounce back, you know, and like that progress you can make, whether it's like lifting weights for a few weeks, like measure that against if you were doing that while drinking every night, like your body just is a, appreciative of you, you know, and you're doing what you're supposed to be
0: doing. Uh, it just feels totally different. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so, you talked a little bit about like socially with your family, but what about socially with friends?
1: yeah, uh, I meant to touch on that um so it's been a weird it's been a little weird you know my my close friends are i think they're very supportive. um, I think the timing is all strange with honestly the pandemic like it may it may have worked out to our advantage where we didn't have many social events going on in that time, so I kind of had like i had some bandwidth to like. Get my toolkit together and like build some momentum before I was like thrown back into the bars or <laughs> whatever you know, and then kind of simultaneously, some of them move to different cities and it's it's been a little weird. And I've kind of just thrown myself into work, but my close friends, you know, that I've I've told to about this and like we've had like different bachelor parties I've gone to even recently, just super supportive like kind of amazed that I'm still doing it and like, you know, and just find it fascinating. And are some of them are starting to ask some questions now. Like it's been like over two years. And now they're like, damn, Kyla, it keeps going. Like, are you you still liking this whole not drinking thing? You know, like, are you sure you like it? So I'm I'm getting like some of those questions. And then one other thing I was going to touch on, um, and I know this doesn't work for everybody, but NA beers have really helped me, you know, I've always been like the beer snob guy, and like, it's just crazy like how when we were deciding to quit, like how that market boom just coincided, where like you can kind of get any any flavor that I missed and like want to have every now and then. Like I can try that with an NA, which is cool, and it, it doesn't hasn't caused any problems because again, like I know what the the fully leaded stuff will do to my body and my organs, so I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Sometimes. I might like a taste of like an IPA or something, especially if like we're you know doing a football tailgate. But it's like, you know, back in the day you'd have a case, and now you have like a taste of one. And you're like, okay, that was cool. And like, so you're you're just having like way less calories, <laughs> like comparatively, because you just you truly just want a quick taste of it. But th- those have been helpful kind of in my journey as well. to the yeah. Situation, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I I do think that like replacement drinks are important like whatever that ends up looking like for you like it's been very iterative for me like at first it was like a lot of kombucha and you know just something that's a little bit more sippy because yeah so much at first I was like oh just I'll just order my kids order which would be like a Shirley Temple and then just (laughs) really sweet but you want something that kind of sippy. So I think NA beers are great. And like, there's so many good options. It's amazing how many, how it's just exploding and exploding. So it's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, let me ask you the question that I kind of end these with, which is if you were going to go back to Kyle, who was, you know, in that morning after feeling of just kind of the compound of already feeling bad and then having to have the talk and and you were going to tell him about what was, life is like now, what would you say?
1: I would just say, you know, there there is another way to do this, <laughs> you know, like it's you you feel like it's so. It's just not an option when you're when you're um, kind of stuck and especially when it's alcohol is just completely around you. It's it's kind of shocking. And I, I obviously hope this socially changes. Uh, I think it is already, but more and more so it's just shocking to like say that you're going to stop and totally not have it. And I would just tell him like, you know, you, you know, what's causing this, you know, that you're a smart guy. (laughs) Like, like, I always had those thoughts. There's always something creeping in my head. Like, you know, you, you kind of come from this extended family with these like addictive personalities, whether there's anything to that or not, like, you know, you kind of, you, you know, like when you're taking it too far, and you're not stopping yourself, but Kyle, you you know what's causing this, and it's not your fault. It's an addictive, uh, very damaging, harmful substance, and it does not get that notoriety that it should. And you know, just just trust your instinct. You know, like I always knew there was something that should change, and I just didn't think it was possible. You know, I just I just didn't. I didn't know how to go about that. I wasn't going to go to, AA, you know, like none of that was an option. Um, it was just like, oh, I guess moderate or bust, you know, and hopefully this will work out. And when you, when you come from where I'm from and, and, you know, it's just, it's so foreign, but I'm glad that I found your book and, uh, you know, got turned on to the science of it and everything. Cause I really had no, no idea how to handle this, and it honestly, it kind of was to a point easy uh, from the start. you know, like once I had that knowledge and I, I knew what I should be doing, I really just needed some time to pass and get some you know some reps, if you will and um, so thank you uh, for digging in this and and pushing so hard out with the public and yeah I, I didn't think there was any other way, but there is a way.
0: That's so awesome. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. It's super, super inspiring and just really, really cool and and well, well said. So appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Annie.
0: Wouldn't it be great if our children never had to go through the pain and challenges that we faced in our own relationships with alcohol? That's my greatest wish for my own kids, and it's why I created the most important course that I've ever offered how to talk to your kids about alcohol. Now, even if you've struggled with alcohol and you're not sure what to talk to your kids about it, or if you want to create a relationship with your children that's based on mutual respect, mutual trust, and open communication, if you know that this conversation might be one of the most important you'll have with your kids and it just can't wait any longer, then this course is for you. It includes lifetime access to six video modules, a bonus recorded Q&A session where I answer questions from parents live, just like you, an interactive workbook, and our private and exclusive how to talk to your kids about alcohol online community where you can connect with others who are also navigating this important conversation. Visit talk to your to learn more and enroll today. And as always rate review and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.